I'm Patrick Bedevi, host of Value 10 Minute. Today, we are talking about type A personalities. Yes, all the type A personalities that sometimes are difficult to work with, difficult to date, difficult to have as a friend or family. We're going to talk about those guys in this episode. Number one, winning at all costs. Doesn't matter what it is. I don't care about breaking the rules. I'm willing to break the law to win. So those regulations, laws that are in place, I'll cross the line to be able to win. I don't care. So compliance is not being looked at. You know, regulatory issues not being looked at. Investment into attorneys not being done. Investment into compliance is not being done because I don't care what's going to happen. It's winning at all costs. I used to compete with several guys that were willing to compete at all costs and they did in the financial industry what wasn't good for the client. They lost their license for a decade. They took away their 66326 because it was winning at all costs. It's so tempting for type A personalities, but this could waste a decade of your career if you do that. So number two, being overbearing. What is overbearing? Overbearing to me is working with somebody that nothing is ever good enough. It's like, oh my gosh, I just did what you told me to do. It's like, it's not enough yet. It's not as good. It's not that good yet. It's not this and that's not that. I don't know if this is good. And you're like, what can I ever do that's going to please you? But this is actually an area that investors and VCs and PE firms like because they're willing to go a certain level of expectations that others aren't willing to go to. Let me explain to you. I'm interviewing Patty McCord, the former chief talent officer of Netflix, of 14 years. She worked directly with Reed Hastings, helped the company go from zero to $150 billion. She tells the story of the day they crossed a million uh, uh, users on uh, uh, subscribers to Netflix. She says, our chief operating officer comes in, she says, guess what? Our CMO comes in, guess what? What? We just crossed a million subscribers. You know, Reed is there, she's there, everybody's like, oh, that's awesome. They're jumping around doing all this stuff. And Reed stops everybody says, listen, this is great. You guys can celebrate, but I'm going for five million. He says, what? We just crossed a million. I don't care. You guys can do all the celebration we want. It's off to five million. It's like, are you out of your mind now they're at 70, 80 million users worldwide? What happened there? That's the overbearing aspect. But the part I want to make a point here with the overbearing is there's overbearing to building something big that you're going for. Then there's overbearing where even day-to-day stuff that people do right, they don't get rewarded or recognized for it. That's the part that's a little bit difficult working with type A's. If you're watching this, you're a type A, just keep in mind, that is an area that sometimes gets under people's skins. If they do something right, let them know that. Number three, they get bored very easily. Now this boredom isn't just, they get bored and then they go do some dumb stuff. I'm not talking about that. The boredom I'm talking about is, so you come up with a strategy hypothetically, you got the strategy that you're excited about and you and your board came up with it and here's what we're gonna be doing, right? You got the plan, everybody's excited. You put this into action, but after a month, two months, you're bored out of your mind, you change the strategy again, and you change it again, and you change it again, and change it again. Instead of adjusting, you massively change it again, you're not giving it enough time to create momentum. It's almost like this. You buy mutual funds, say you buy stocks, bonds, you buy real estate, very quickly, oh, I didn't make money on this, sell it, sell it, next thing, sell it, next thing. And then you're like, I'm not making any money because there's a part of it that's like, you gotta allow your strategy to brew and grow a little bit. When you're getting bored easily and you're changing stuff, you're not letting momentum come into your side. Number four, temper tantrums. Temper tantrums are very common with this personality type. However, 
maturity sometimes comes sooner than later for some. I mean, when you talk about Bill Gates, he's known as having one of the biggest temper tantrums in Seattle. Everybody knew about it. They would say Steve Jobs had a temper tantrum, but some people that work closely with Bill Gates said his temper tantrums were horrible. So that's part of the typing. Now what happens? As you age and you mature and you have a wife and kids and family happens, a little bit of that calms down, but it still shows up every once in a while, but you can have it more control if you're typing. Number five, this is a tough one. And if I could tell you, there's a reason why people stop working with type A's. If there had to be a number one, this is probably one of the top ones. Here's what it is. Everything good they do that happens to the business, they did it, or they came up with it. But everything bad, other people did it. They can't stand taking responsibility. And he's like, you know, that person right there, just like, let's just say something great happened, you know that whole thing, and let's just say somebody else did it, not them. They will privately go campaign to everybody and tell them that I came up with that. Oh, you know, it's really me. You weren't in the meeting, but behind closed doors, I'm really the one that came up with that. I told them this, but you know, it's okay, you know, it's okay, it's okay. Then when that miserably fails, then guess what they say? Did you see what happened with that? I told them never to do this. I told them. I said, it's not a good idea, but they didn't listen to me. You know what? It's their fault. If they would have listened to me, this would have never happened. That's the part about type A that's the manipulative side sometimes that's extremely unattractive because it really brings out their insecurities and it's not fun to be around when you do do that. So if you do that, just be aware of this. If you work with a type A that does this, tell them to go watch this video. Hopefully they'll figure the part that you wanted them to get. Number six, escape them from reality. Taipei's have such an imagination where everything is possible, right? So, oh, we can go do this, and we can go do that, and we can go do this, that sometimes type A's escape from reality due to them being bored, could be drugs, alcohol, too much alcohol, because they have to have an escape. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure when you're building a business and you're a startup or an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur that there's gotta be an escape. Sometimes the escape ends up hurting them and ruining everything that they spend years building just because they want to have an escape. This ends up hurting them. There's a lot of other escapes you can have that doesn't cause you to lose everything. You got to figure those things out for yourself. Number seven, neglecting health. Uh, I, I will tell you this, one of the best advice I got, I was 30 years old and I met with a few friends and one of my friends says, Pat, every two years as a 30 year old, you should go to executive health testing at UCLA Medical Center. There's got some good ones in Minnesota or here in Dallas. He spent $4,000. And from morning till night, they take you to different doctors. They check your heart, they check your bone, they check, your, check you for cancer, they check your liver, they check everything, triglycerides, cholesterol, all this stuff. And then you get a report and say, here's your health, here's what you need to improve and there's the rec recommendations. If you're above 30, I recommend you doing it every two years. If you're above 40, I recommend you doing it every one year, especially if you're hard charging. Your health is gonna hurt you with a lot of momentum. A lot of times type A is just kind of, oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's my teeth, it's my health, it's, it's fine. I don't care. You gotta really pay attention to this. This could really take momentum out of your business. Number eight is sex. Here's the thing with sex. Um, driven, competitive, I want it all. High testosterone level comes with that. It's with the territory. And a lot of times, like, man, I, I, man, she's so pretty and she's so this. Like, even the people that are saying this, well, Pat, you know, you're, you're acting as if, you know, everybody doesn't have the sex issue. Everybody has a sex I have the sex issue. I wake up in the morning, I'm fired up. You know what I'm saying? As any man is like, oh, I'm ready to get into something, right? It's men, it's how we're wired. 
but also at the same time, there's a part of this that you got to control. There's systems for it, by the way, especially for those guys that are married. I have a certain system I've taught hundreds of people that are personally mentored. It's not something I'm going to put on video, but I have talked about it many, many times. You got to figure out a way because this has been a distraction for a lot of people over the years. Hopefully, you can figure out a system that works for you. Number nine, wanting what's taken. Sometimes this goes with number eight. Wanting what's taken. The challenge with wanting what's taken is sometimes you take it away from somebody that you are really going to piss off in a big way. And that person's vendetta is going to be to come after you. It could be years, but they're thinking about you. So sometimes at risk of wanting what's taken, I'm not telling you do it or don't do it. Just know what the repercussions are before you take something away from somebody. And by the way, keep this in mind. When it comes down to capitalism, in the world of capitalism, it's about competition. Whoever's able to wake up in the morning, go out there and you know, do the best to get the best product to them, that's competition. But when I say wanting what's taken is, you know, somebody is married and somebody is this and you go in and trying to take something that's taken, that's a lifelong commitment from somebody to commit revenge to you if you don't do that part right. Number 10, looking down at people. This is a challenge. Sometimes type A's behind closed doors will be like, well, you know, listen, you know who I am. You, you know, no one's at my level. And that feeling of behind closed doors is also felt in open doors. People are like, man, I just, when I'm around this, but he's so snobby, it's so annoying. Like, he doesn't think anybody's better than them. There's a big difference between confidence and arrogance. When you start looking down at people, guess what? People below you leave to go work for other people that look up and say, I think you could be one day dot, 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 even bigger than where I'm at right now. I think one day you could be the CEO. One day you could be the CMO. One day you could do here for the company. Then they keep those types of people. Looking down at people is a tough thing. It hurts a lot of type A folks. 11, thinking they can outsmart everyone. Look. I got three kids, I got, I got a seven-year-old son who's very smart, and I tell him, I say, he says, Daddy, am I smart? I said, you're smart. He reads books and he can recite the sentences, like stuff that's just very weird, how we recite these sentences. I said, you're very smart, buddy, but Daddy's goal is to help you start transitioning from being smart to being wise. Wisdom is the reason why people follow folks half their age. If somebody is wise, no one says, oh, you're only 22 years old, I'm 44, I'll never work with you. People like to do business with people who are wise. Smart is short-term, wise is long-term. Smart is one-dimensional, wisdom is multi-dimensional. So there's a big difference between you thinking you can outsmart somebody, because here's the reality of it. As smart as you may be, there's somebody smarter than you out there. But if you think wise, you'll be able to attract smart people that want to work with you. Sometimes if you think you're the smartest person, other smart people don't want to work with you. But if you're wise, smart people can be around you and say, you know what, I don't mind working with this guy. He seems very wise. The way I work with him, I can still have my own identity. It works. Sometimes that hurts them. Number 12, entitlement. Hey, because I've won in the past. Do you know what I did in my last company? Look at my resume. Do you realize who I am? Do you know my name? Do you know what I've done in my life? You want me to go and start working from the bottom? You're out of your mind. I'm never doing this. One of the reasons why I respect Arnold so much is when he was done being a governor and he went through his whole scandal, he wanted to go back into Hollywood. They asked him and they said, so what do you want to do with you going into Hollywood? He says, what movie are you going to do? He says, I got to go out there and earn my stripes like everybody else. He says, but what are you talking about? You've built so many great movies. He says, I know, but I'm starting all the way from the bottom again. I haven't acted for eight years. I got to win these casting guys. I got to win the directors and the producers, but I'm going to go out there and work. And guess what happened? He came back up because he's willing to earn it again. Number 13, they don't know when to stop. Now, this is a good and a bad thing, right? Because a lot of people say, well, Elon doesn't know how to, uh, when to stop. 
you know, uh, Kerkorian, the former founder of, uh, the, the owner of uh, MGM, he didn't know how to stop. 90 years old, he's still negotiating. John Wood, 99 years old. You know, you see some of these guys, they just don't know when to stop. That part is actually okay. But sometimes type A personalities, because they don't know when to stop, they also don't enjoy the journey. Sometimes you gotta be able to stop and say, pretty cool what we're building here, you know what I'm saying? Like, over here in the company, a lot of people will say, Pat, you know, we crossed 100,000, you didn't celebrate. We crossed a million, you didn't celebrate. We just crossed a certain top line revenue, you didn't really celebrate. We just crossed a major market, you didn't celebrate. Yeah, and sometimes it's good to have people around you say, hey, the board forced me the other day. The board's like, listen, hey, 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 Patrick, we have invested into you. You need to go take a few days and take a break with you and your wife and kids. The board asked me to leave and go take a break. So I went to Breakers in West Palm Beach, had a great time right outside of Mar-a-Lago. We had a great time. And then Monaco for my 10-year anniversary. The board is saying, go, go, go. They're telling me to go. Why? Because sometimes we got to take a time out and say, this is pretty cool what we're building. Type A sometimes forget to do that. Last but not least is overspending. Overspending is money's coming in. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. Nothing wrong with getting yourself nice things. There's some people on social media that make you feel guilty if you get a Ferrari or a Lambo or a Rolls or a big house or any of this stuff. If it moves you, don't let anybody tell you don't go get them. Because if it moves you to do bigger things, guess what? Go get them. You know, when Cuban made his first money, he went and bought a $500,000 membership to a, a, an airline, and he went and traveled all over the world. That was a driver to him. He went and cut a check and bought a $60 million check. That was a driver to him. Can you imagine if it wasn't a driver? If somebody said, it's not a good thing for you to go out there and buy the jets and the cars. What if I want to do it? Nothing wrong with that. But make sure you're not overspending to the point where you don't have the resources to keep your business in business when tough times come. Because when it comes... It's going to matter how much liquid cash you have to be able to survive the one year, two years, three years of tough times you could go with a business. Because ruckus and market and a lot of weird things can happen in the market at any point. If you're not prepared, you could be out of business. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.